0: You're listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places, and ideas, and how location connects the three. I'm Evan Wallace. Thanks for listening. On this edition of Relocation, we turn the spotlight on Cape Town. Unlike the last few episodes of this show, I can't give you my own impression of the city because I've never been. With international borders closed throughout the world... I set up relocation to look at how cities are continuing to shape people's ideas and experiences. In Cape Town, lockdown under COVID-19 has been particularly severe, with people barely able to leave their houses. It's timely then to reflect on how this period is challenging people's assumptions about where they live. Like so many of the guests who you have met on relocation, I stumbled across Dion Bing with a Twitter search of the hashtag Cape Town, and I'm glad that I did. Here's this week's guest on the show. Dion is someone who's incredibly positive about his city. And aside from a brief stint in London, he's lived there his entire life. One thing that really stands out about Dion is how much he has on the go. He has his own microbrew, hosts the local surf report on Cape Town FM radio, and runs his own video production business. He's an avid surfer and a lot of fun. In my interview with Dion, I was grateful for his even-handed assessment of the city. He's a really hopeful and warm-hearted guy. And I think you're going to enjoy this edition of Relocation, where we discuss life in Cape Town, the impact of COVID-19, and some of the challenges the city is facing. We'll pick up the conversation from where I asked him about what makes Cape Town unique compared to other cities in South Africa.
1: You know, People say we're pretty friendly. Um, <laughs> that you can engage and you can chat. Um, we've also got a, a massive diversity of people, you know, a massive diversity involved in all kinds of different things, different skill sets and all kinds of things. So um, while on the surface, we've got beauty, I mean, there's no question we've got amazing beauty uh, around around Cape Town and, and everything to offer. Um, but folks travel through just say we we're pretty approachable people, you know, and and, and happy to engage. Um, you know, there are huge challenges here as well with with people that are um, with people that are unemployed, I suppose. Um, and there's there's amazing initiatives, and um, especially at the moment, um, where people are digging deep to. It's not just you know lock the gate behind you kind of thing there's a lot of people that are willing to get their hands dirty and
0: uh... one thing that I'm really keen to explore Dion is that all over the world right now we know that those who were already doing it tough prior to COVID-19 are those which are going to experience the greatest difficulties uh, when it comes to emerging from this uh yeah, terrible worldwide crisis that exists right now. And I'm wondering if you could tell me what do things look like on the ground in terms of how some of the most disadvantaged people in, in Cape Town are being supported um, uh, through, through this period of time?
1: Yeah, it's been interesting, the various initiatives, because obviously they're, they're newly unemployed people. The whole travel tourism industry has closed and there are a lot of people that are employed by that. Um, the restaurant industry is closed um, and lots of people were employed by that. So all kinds of transport, all you know. So it's been super tough. And there's a whole whole bunch of new people that uh, uh, are, are desperately hungry. Never mind the initial unemployment before we went into before we went into the lockdown. And what I found is that the public are able to mobilise super quickly. Now while there are, you know, broad strokes from the government to uh, implement. Uh, strategies and and donations or whatever you want to call it allocate monies towards alleviating the the problem of 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 hunger and and feeding um people are able to mobilize very quickly um whether it's if i'm thinking in in this block of flats where i'm staying uh somebody saying hey i'm gonna get the bread i'm gonna get the whatever the peanut butter and and the lady on the third floor who you know is retired maybe she can help making the sandwiches and the third person on the way to the shop going to you know give to some homeless folk they might meet so that's on a small scale on a bigger scale um there have always been various feeding programs whether it's for schools or vulnerable people um that are homeless and in, in difficult situations that infrastructure exists but th- on a daily basis, you know yourself, you and me, we've got to eat every day and that pipeline needs to be filled more and more daily. We can we can all lend a hand, um, and, and help out people.
0: Are you worried at all about the potential for growing unrest in, in Cape Town? Is that something which you think is a likely scenario to occur throughout the next um the next number of months?
1: It's a fine line. Look, I, I think on the hunger side. Uh, definitely uh, you, you and me would get you know which would get seriously upset if, uh, if you weren't able to eat for a day or two so so I, people are able to react quickly and um, and help out where there is a need as to the unrest thing it is a concern it is a concern and uh, I don't think it's necessarily just a South African concern um, you know and it, it's one of those things about having empathy for people and, and looking after their needs and, and that sort of thing, rather than coming down from a, an, a heavy-handed approach to say, hey, we're going to quell an uprising by just you know, bringing in more troops kind of thing. I don't think that's the, that's the ideal response. But um, what, the, what the, um, the virus and the lockdown has, has exposed is the, the massive differences between those on the, on the poverty line and those that um, have a form of an income. And it's dividing that, uh, you know, crossing that line, you know, crossing that divide um, that, that will help us, you know, work together and, and, and not get to a situation where there's an uprising. I mean, it's, you know, um, it, I, I'm more of, of the, the thing where let's not worry about what if, let's deal with the situation at hand as best we can. And if uh, an unrest situation arrives, then, what is the source of it, and and how do we mitigate it?
0: If you think back to before um, COVID-19 really took over the world, I'm really interested in 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 that last point that you raised around, yeah, the difference between the haves and, and and have-nots within within Cape Town. It's also very much a, a global, um, yeah, global dynamic that I think is 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 playing itself out in in a major way that it shines a a light on inequality that uh, that exists within countries. What what does and, and countries and cities for that matter too. What does what does inequality look like within within Cape Town?
1: Oh, it's massive. You can get somebody who's absolutely nothing, absolutely poorest of the poor, um, and living on the streets. I mean, living on the streets, going from day to day. Uh, then you will have um, various townships, uh, informal settlements, uh, which are shacks that have been have been put up, but um, a lot of these places that I've been to, um, they have their own working infrastructure. It's desperate, but it's a working inf- infrastructure in that community. But often um, are without running water and and uh, toilet facilities, and uh, so you know you would have like a centralized kind of collection of toilets, and have to collect at a, a tap for water. Um, so that's, that's maybe one, one level up. Then you've got um, you know, similar kind of environments, but with, um, you know, sewage systems and, and, and running water, like affordable housing and low-cost housing. Um, but, you know, some people might be living in desperate situations, but still able to, to have a job, but the, the income isn't enough. To to move out of that um, the living conditions, you know, because um, look, I'm I'm thinking for anybody, even a, a young person out of varsity that had the benefit of a great education and a and a fortunate upbringing, um, is is challenged to get their toe in the door for a um, to purchase their own home, and um, you know the, the the property levels and prices around Cape Town are, are huge um rentals are tough as well obviously at this time people are negotiating rentals and and, uh you know trying to um you know negotiate with landlords or stuff to you know try and get through the month if they aren't able to to get the rent together because they don't have any employment um but yeah it's the yeah that that i would say is the spread you you can have a, a 50 million rand house and where there are people living in that Versus somebody who's just put four walls made out of tin together, um, all within you know a fifty-kilometer radius of the city.
0: That's really, really, really stark divide. Absol- absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you for for painting for painting that picture, um, and I think um, that, uh, that definitely. Uh, paints a an image for sure for people who aren't so familiar with with cape town and I, i'm also one of those people i haven't been to to cape town and i haven't i haven't been to to south africa this is the first city on relocation that i haven't visited and um it's been great so far getting um getting your uh, sense and your impressions of cape town and, and building up that image i'm curious to sort of touch upon yeah your views on maybe how people might stereotype the city and wondering if you might tell me what do you think for someone like me who hasn't visited Cape Town before would be most surprised by if, uh, um, if they visited Cape Town?
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Look, we have a beautiful city that uh, you will be able to see uh, endless wine estates. Go up the mountain and get great views of the of the sunset. But I, I think it's important to to be aware of the of the challenges that are out there. And it it would be great to yeah to to, to see both sides of the city. You know, um, not just not just which is, which is in what is in the tourist brochures, um, but we do have a beautiful city that has to be visited. But I I think it's important to to visit to, to see the diversity that is here, it's not a good and a bad thing. It's just to be a, a, aware of it. They're just the, the most beautiful people around the city, and I, I mentioned it earlier. And um, the, the, the solid, good people that you're going to encounter wherever you wherever you go um, in and around Cape Town. But um, what will surprise you? I, I, it's it's difficult. I mean, especially with you traveling everywhere. But you would need at least at least a month. I would say at least a month to get a good cross section of what the city is about. What the city is about, um, from the people to the music, to the food, to the wine, to the, the sites, to the wildlife, to the just you know the beaches. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a diverse place, um, but one that you should definitely visit.
0: I'm really keen to hear more about that diversity. Would you describe it as being an international city?
1: What's interesting is um, we were living south of the city, um, a quieter little place by the beach. And we were discussing, hey, you know, um, kids are out of the house and maybe we should go live in a... Go live in another city, you know, pick one, you know, Try, throw a dart at the map. You want to go to New York, you want to go wherever. Um, you of realize, hang on, I'd, I'd lost an afternoon in, in New York on, on, on the rant and which is our currency, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be on my way home. So we looked around the city, and when you are in town, town central, I'm saying now, um, you will hear so many different accents, so many different languages. And we say, hang on. Cape Town is a cosmopolitan city, um, so why not, instead of just looking elsewhere in the world, let's do our first little, you know, our step into living life a little differently by moving to Cape Town. It's, it's, it's absolutely been that, um, you know, the, the international diversity on, 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 that, on that score uh, of people that are around. I mean, and that is the saddest thing for um, how the tourism industry stopped immediately. Overnight lockdown, and I, I, I can't see how many of these uh, travel and tourism companies. I mean, everything everything is interconnected to that. It was a, a big income, you know, brought a big income into the city. Um, and with people now not allowed to come here, um, the borders being closed. Uh, it's, a, it's a massive knock for many people. So um, pre-lockdown, absolutely. It's an international cosmopolitan city. Um, let's see how we emerge out of this because ideally um, it's uh, it's a great industry to to create employment for people um, when when we're, when we're back again.
0: As we fast approach the end of the interview, I'm keen to follow that lead that you just put out there thinking about the future. If you turn your mind to a future where covid19 has been well and truly addressed that we have a vaccine and life is returning to some sort of normality how would you like to see the city evolve over the next number of years
1: you know a lot of things have been broken in the chain i mean every every friend i talk to um their, their their company is taking strain from from the lockdown so the emerging, even if we find a, a vaccine tomorrow, economic emerging from this is going to be super, super tough, super, super tough. But the the abiding thing that I've picked up, um, while we've highlighted the, the the diversity and and the differences um, in, in in you know how people are struggling more than others, is that so many people um, are prepared to help. Um, whether I mentioned earlier, it's, you know, just friends in a WhatsApp group or wider WhatsApp groups that have started in in various industries to help each other out and new networks that have grown and synergies that we've found. And those synergies didn't exist before or we didn't explore them as much and we're able to, uh, you know, expand on those in the future. So I really think that once everybody's back on their feet, these new synergies, these new connections that we've made, and not only on the business side, connections with people that have, you know, the have and have nots where people have been able to reach out and help others. And suddenly understand the plight of others as well and be more empathetic to the, the challenges they're going through. I think it's going to be definitely more inclusive um, in the future going forward.
0: Really, really good view that you put forward there I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit for the last question, you're a bit of a, a media man and I'm guessing that you've got a, uh, your own particular taste of, um, of music and maybe also um, know a little bit about uh, really good South African yeah. music, so for all the listeners out there, who would you say is a band or an artist, an iconic band or artist from Cape Town that we need to listen to, that we have to check out
1: well, look, we've been listening to um, Robin Ald, but, I mean, he's been w- with me from the first time. Surfer from the from, gee, was the 70s, 80s, making music. Robin Ald. I mean, Jeremy Loops has been doing, been doing fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff recently. Um, Art Matthews has uh, been listening to, to Art as well. Um, so, yeah, man, it's... <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> there's, a good there's range. So much,
1: there's, so, there's so much good stuff. I mean, you've probably heard Goldfish... And uh, you know, they have got some some great sounds as well. Um, yeah, I know just, just just thinking we've got, we've got so much so much good music, good jazz around as well. Gee whiz. Um, so Dip <laughs> in man you're gonna find some good stuff
0: <laughs> nice one dion it's been a real delight chatting with you thanks so much for shining the spotlight on cape town it's been great talking all things about what makes the city special how it's responding to covid19 some of the challenges associated with the city and and hope going forward thank you so much for for joining me on relocation
1: Great, right, Evan. Great to chat. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see where this goes there. Uh.
0: That was Dion Bing talking all things Cape Town. You've been listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places, and ideas, and how location connects the three. My name's Evan Wallace, and I'll catch you somewhere in the world next time.